Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for dads in their 40s who want to improve their health and fitness. This is episode 72, and on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the best diet for belly fat for dads in their 40s. So let's crack into it. And the reason that I'm recording this episode today is because that earlier on in the week, I uh, did an offer for my one-to-one coaching. Um, And there are obviously a lot of people interested and a lot of people asking me questions and comments on how it all works. And the biggest question that I got asked was that, what diet do you use in order for us to um, lose belly fat? So I wanted to cover that in today's episode. And actually, to answer the question very shortly and briefly is that there is a one. So a lot of you that are tuning into today's podcast are probably like all really deflated now. It's like, oh, I'll listen to the podcast because he was going to tell me this one magic diet that I was going to be able to use in order to finally shift the belly fat. Well, the cold, harsh reality, guys, is that there isn't one. And the problem, and this is the problem with the fitness, diet, nutrition industries, whatever you want to call it. You know, there's always, and there has been for years, these kind of magic pill diets that that come out that's going to be the holy grail that is going to, you know, solve our weight loss, our fat loss. And the reality is that there isn't. It's it's about it's about using basic fundamental nutritional principles, really. Um, you know, there are so many things, you know, there was years ago, there was the Atkins diet, you know, there's paleo, there's a whole 30 diet, there's keto, there's vegan, you know, um, vegetarian, which is slightly different to vegan. You know, there are pros and cons to to all of the diets, really. Um, And without going kind of too much into the kind of science behind it. You know, we all have a gut microbiome and we have about four odd billion different bacteria in our gut and everybody's gut's different. So the point about that is that not all foods work for everyone, but there are some fundamental principles that you can follow in order to uh, mean that you're not going to be storing uh, belly fat. And unfortunately for us men, when we hit this m- magic number of 40, you know, our metabolisms are slowing down. We're not moving as much as we used to. When we were in our 20s, we used, probably were a lot more active, had a higher metabolism. We could eat whatever we wanted and we didn't put any weight on. But when we hit 40, we have just through lifestyle, really, we've slowed down. You know, we are either in the car or we're at a desk, um, and we're not moving around as much. But 
the Western diet dictates that, you know, the, the, the food groups that we have mean that, unfortunately, wherever we're going to store fat, it's generally around our lower belly. Um, and, we, you know, there are so many dads that, that would love to lose the belly, right? And your initial thoughts are, well, you don't eat badly, you don't eat poorly, you might not eat a lot of takeaways, you might only have one takeaway a week, or you might only have, you know, drink one night a week. So let's strip it back to some fundamental principles that we can follow, which will enable us to lose the belly fat before you start to exercise. So the first one is processed food. Unfortunately, the way that the food industry has evolved, 50% of the food produced in the UK is highly processed. In the US, it's actually even higher. It's 66%, which is just a, a really horrible statistic because what that actually means at a basic level is that the, the food has been taken from its natural environment. It, and in order to get to our plates, it has to go through a process to give it shelf life, to make it taste nice and all the rest of it. So it, food companies have to put stuff into food in order to achieve that. So it gets to our plate and it's actually edible. The downside to that is that the nutrients that are in the, the original products or the original ingredients are generally either masked by salts and sugars or kind of nutrient less um, because of the way they've come from. So stay away from processed foods where you can. Um, always use natural ingredients. So foods as natural as they are from the source. So, you know, vegetables, um, fish, meat, that's, that's like raw, basically. So the chicken, the fish, nothing that's covered in a sauce, nothing that's in a, you know, a nice little fancy pot that you just stick in the microwave you know you can cook nutrient-dense meals within 15 to 20 minutes and in my 30-day meal plan i've got all of that in there um so that's the first thing stay away from processed food the second thing and this is a really important point eat good fats now we have been told for the last 70 odd years that fat is bad for us. But to put it in context, fat is bad if it is um, vegetable fats so and seed oils because the major reason for that is that when they are heated up, their molecular structure changes. Bit of science. And basically what happens is when they get to certain temperatures, their molecular structure changes. When that's then... Uh, the food is coated in it and we ingest it, it basically creates an inflammatory response in the body and we don't want inflammation in the body. Um, and so that's why the, the kind of general consensus was that fat was bad for us. There was also a study to say that it caused cardiovascular disease. And actually, if they'd ha used all of the data that Mr. Ansel Keys collected in 1952, uh, they would have found that actually it doesn't really in, uh, make the, the risk of cardiovascular disease any worse. So the good fats are things like omega-3s, omega-6s, omega-9s. The most important fat that we want is omega-3s because it is good 
for um, our energy levels, it is good for our brain health, it is good for our gut health. And where we get that from are things like oily fish, things like eggs, things like nuts. So make sure you're having good fats. Olive oil is another good one. If you've got a salad, douse it in, in olive oil. Very, very good for us. But again, all of this stuff that I'm talking about in terms of a diet and the nutrition plan, it's all in moderation, which brings me on to the next point, and that is portion sizes. We all search for the magic food, the fat burning food and everything else that we need uh, in order to make us either drop weight, drop belly fat and everything else. But actually, we eat way too much. In the Western world, we have evolved and our portion sizes are ridiculous for the amount of energy expenditure, i.e. the amount that we are moving around in our day. And so we um, don't actually need the portion sizes that we have. So just have a look at your plate in the evening um, and just watch and see how big it is. You know, you shouldn't, be f you shouldn't be having any meals where at the end of it you're feeling completely stuffed because you're overeating, particularly at night as well. And also, don't come to a meal being starving hungry because you're likely to overeat. Have 10 minutes before you have your evening meal, just have a big glass of water because you, I can guarantee you that once you have that, you're less likely to eat more. So control your portion sizes. Number four is reduce carbohydrate intake. Um, I see this 99.9% .9 of the time with all of the guys that I work with, we have way too many carbohydrates in our diet. So what is a carbohydrate? Things like white bread, white potatoes, white rice. And our, our primary fuel source in the body is carbohydrates. So by, carbohydrates gets taken into the body, it gets broken down, converted to glycogen, which is essentially sugar, and then the muscles store that for energy, to access as energy. The problem is the Western diet has evolved that we have too much bread, too many potatoes, too much rice, too much pasta, and for our energy expenditure, you know, if you are an endurance athlete, a, a performance cyclist or a, a marathon runner and stuff like that, you will need carbohydrates. But generally, the majority of us don't need that many carbohydrates. We still need some, but not many. So just have a look at your diet and make sure that the, the carbohydrate amount is about 25% of your total plate. I always kind of like to visualize it and look at the plate. If you look at the plate and your carbohydrate, you know, your potatoes, your pasta, your rice, is 50% of the, of, of the portion size of your plate, it's too much. You don't need that much. I don't advocate completely removing carbohydrates from the diet because like I said, carbohydrate is the body's primary fuel source. There is the other discussion around fats. We have way more uh, energy from fats in our body than we do carbohydrates. And that's another fuel source um, that the body uses. But that's a topic for a whole other podcast. 
And then the last one I want to talk about is protein. So if we look about look at this in relation to what I was just talking about carbohydrates, we eat too much carbohydrates and we don't eat enough protein. Protein makes us fuller for longer, keeps us more satiated. It's good for our muscles. Our muscles need protein in order to build, to grow, repair. Um, there's a common misconception that protein is aligned with bodybuilders. Well, yeah, bodybuilders do have a lot of protein so they can build a lot of muscle. But that doesn't mean to say that if you're not a, you know, a, a weightlifter or anything else, you don't eat protein. The body needs protein. It needs more protein than it does carbohydrates. Um, so protein sources are, again, fish, chicken, uh, beef, lamb, all the kind of meats. And then, you know, there, there are other things such as if you're vegan or vegetarian, lentils, chickpeas, leg legumes, if, if, <laughs> if I've pronounced that correctly, essentially beans and, and things like that, which are good for uh, a vegan diet. Eggs are a fantastic source of protein. Um, and again, make sure you have that whole leg. So the white area is the protein and the yellow yolk is the fats, but it's good fats and we need that. So make sure that at least 40% of your plate is a protein source. If you follow those steps that I've just outlined there, I guarantee you that you will start to lose fat. I did it with a client last week and within the space of two days, he started to notice fat loss, which sounds crazy. It sounds unbelievable, but it absolutely happens. And obviously that's not the end. That's just a continuation, but it just shows you how quickly the body can adapt. Um, so let's run over the five key tips for today's podcast. Stay away from processed foods. Eat good fats, so omega-3s mainly, omega-6s and omega-9s. Watch your portion sizes. Make sure you have a reasonable portion size, but not too big um, because we overeat way too much. Reduce your carbohydrate intake unless you're an endurance athlete, which obviously that's a whole different conversation. And then finally, make sure you're eating plenty of protein in your diet. So I hope that helps. That was a little short podcast today. Um, and uh, yeah, if you've got any questions, please um, hit me up on social media, Fitter Healthier Dad on Facebook, Instagram, email me, darren at fitterhealthierdad.com. If you're interested in my uh, meal guide, you can go to guide.fitterhealthydad.com where you can download a 30-day meal plan. And then I've also got my 9010 transformation program over at fitterhealthydad.com, which is either a 30 or a 90-day program you can follow from home, simple diets, 20-minute workouts to absolutely transform your weight, your health, and a whole host of other benefits that you get from being fitter healthier so enjoy the rest of your day and i'll look forward to catching up with you on the next episode thanks for listening to the fitter healthier dad podcast if you enjoyed today's episode please hit subscribe and i would really appreciate if you could leave a review on itunes all the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes and a full transcription 
is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.